In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one woman and one man will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine, well, very little actually, Emily Jones and Eric Johnson star in Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with. And the other has never even seen. I'm Emily Jones. And I'm Eric Johnson. Today we're watching the greatest of the great... See, I didn't write this, so I, I can't vouch for that. The greatest of the great Hugh Grant 90s rom What, are rom-coms you saying you like for... Notting Hill better? Come on. We'll get to that. Uh, the greatest of the great Hugh Grant 90s rom-coms, Four Weddings and a Funeral... Surprisingly, it takes place almost entirely over the course of several social occasions, specifically four weddings and one funeral. It's excellent and funny and poignant. Again, I didn't write this. This is I I, I have words put in my mouth here, or at least so I'm told because I haven't actually seen it. See, I acknowledge that I was putting words in your mouth. In the I script, didn't get to that part of the script finished, until if you had finished delivering it. I, I was all I was too those, busy being all of self-righteous. Those things are true. Everything that you just said is true, even though you don't know it yet. So here's here's the thing I realized just just before we started taping. I was on IMDb and I realized, other than the Doctor Who comedy me special, not to IMDb the previous. No, no, movie. I didn't look on the movie. I didn't look at the movie. <laughs> I was looking at Hugh Grant's page because okay. I realized, other than the Doctor Who comedy special in which he plays the Doctor for like fifteen seconds, and the shitty Joaquin Phoenix mockumentary, I'm still here. I have not seen a single thing that Hugh Grant has has been in in his acting career. Like I have not seen Naughty Hill. I've not seen any of the lesser about rom-coms. a boy. Not seen it. I, we already know you haven't seen Love Actually because it's on the list for this podcast. Music right. and lyrics. So, yeah. None of nope. it. Nothing ever. So this is kind of so. If this is the greatest, you're starting me at the top, and we can only go down in future episodes. I'm just warning now. <laughs> if it really is the greatest, well, it also specifically says '90s. Oh, okay. Because he he was in you wrote he was in, in like, out for he yourself. was in like all the rom coms in the nineties. Like that was that was his okay. thing. Um, and actually, I also wouldn't quali- classify uh, the Emma Thompson Sense and Sensibility as a rom com, but he is in that, and he's wonderful in that. And we are watching that at some point. Uh, I hadn't thought about it, but apparently we are. Yes, we are. Okay, because <laughs> Sense and Sensibility is important, and that version is okay. fantastic, and it also stars. Snape and Kate Winslet, and hmm. it's great. So, yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, so we are going to go watch this now and come back and try to not reference Harry Potter because Snape is not in this one. This is this is Hugh Grant and no. probably other actors um, as well in this one. I'm trying to think if there's anybody from Harry Potter in this. I don't think that there is, but oh yes, there is. I think there might be at least one Harry Potter person in this. Okay, it's British after all. Out. I mean, they're in like everything. Well, yeah, it, it's very incestuous. Anyway, (laughs) enjoy the movie. (laughs) Now, as always, we'd like to take a second to warn you. If you haven't already seen Four Weddings and a Funeral, you really want to pause right now and go watch it because we will spoil the whole movie coming up and you really don't want to have the movie spoiled for you, do you? You can watch it on Netflix, so it's very, very easy. You can also rent it on Amazon or I'm sure buy it in any number of places. Enjoy the movie. And we're back. We have just watched Four Weddings and a Funeral. Emily, you are the geek this week, so before we get to what I thought of this movie, why don't you uh, kick us off here, tell us a little bit about something you liked in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Okay. So, 
I think the thing that that keeps me coming back to this movie um besides like all the all the little details um there there are a lot of like weird little random things that I find really charming mm-hmm. and wonderful about it but um I think the thing that really keeps me coming back is the way that like okay yes this is a movie about Hugh Grant and Andy McDowell and you know boy meets girl boy loses girl on and on uh it's about them and like will they end up together and how will it work out and whatever but like i always feel like it's really at least as much about the group of friends um and they're such a wonderful awesome weird crazy fun group that's like you know all on the same page and we don't ever have any like they don't ever tell they don't tell us that much about these people or how they know each other. We just like we're introduced to them at this first wedding where they all, you know, they all sit together and they just know each other so well and they just have this like incredible dynamic. Like they just all I don't know, they all click so well and they all support each other in the moments when they need to and I just they're just such an awesome group of friends. Like I, I think they're really cool. I, I had th- I had that in my notes too. It's basically something I really liked about that group was the fact that they seem so close and it seems like these people have such a deep history. Exactly. And it's so deep that they never need to justify it in some exposition way. They never need to say, oh yeah, we went to college together and we're roommates and da-da-da-da. They are such right. good you friends. You literally have no so idea natural. how any of them met. If, if that feels more real. It right. feels more exactly. realistic Exactly. The, yeah. only, the only origin story you know is that, uh, is that Hugh Grant went to university with the groom of the first wedding, who is, like, right, such a minor that's... character. Yeah, and with the exception of um, Kristen Scott Thomas, Fiona, um, oh. she and Tom are siblings. And other than that, it's like... I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, they're brother and sister. <laughs> that's why they're in the same place at the beginning. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's like, it doesn't. you're right, exactly. It doesn't matter. Um, and they're just, like, they're so wacky and fun. I mean, like, Gareth is, like... Yep. He's just so crazy and like how can you not love this guy and and Scarlet is like kind of such a mess but in just such a lovable <laughs> way <laughs> like Yeah. I don't know. So so that's that I really love the ensemble about this movie. Like that's that's like the thing that really does it for me. I think. That's I a hundred percent agree in there. I, I was I will say I was very surprised by how much I like this movie and I think that I'm ensemble glad. cast was a huge part of it. So, so what yeah, are your other it, thoughts? <laughs> well, I mean, kind of continuing sort of along that path with sort of the characters, um, this is something that we touched on, I think, when we were talking about Scott Pilgrim and then maybe again a little bit with uh, with Moulin Rouge, is that I think in a lot of rom-coms, like, the characters are really, like, there's at least some characters who you just, like, hate. Yes. Or, or the characters who are, like, awful people. And this movie did not really have anyone I hated, is is the thing. Like, yes, at the end, Charles is... I mean, it's just, it's just like a movie, like, trip at this point. I mean, the fact that yeah, he didn't it, realize he didn't want to marry her until they were at the altar is just incredibly stupid in a cliched way. But apart from that, well, like, I, there's there, there were no other moments in the movie... Actually, no. There was one of the movement. There's almost no other moments in the movie where I was like wanted to punch anyone on screen, <laughs> which for a rom com is excellent. That's good. That, that is, I'm that is glad. A, a very high bar. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think um, you know y- you could argue that he marries or he he almost marries Duckface, <laughs> mostly because of you know how like sort of shaken and torn up he is after Gareth's funeral and Tom kind of gives him this whole speech right. about, like... I always just hoped that, that I'd meet some nice, friendly girl. 
like the look of her. Hope the look of me didn't make her physically sick. Then pop the question and um, settle down and be happy. It worked for my parents. Well, apart from the divorce and all that. I'll give you six months at the outside, Tom. Huh. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe all this waiting for one true love stuff gets you nowhere. And then Tom finds th- th- Thunderbolt City. <laughs> I know, with his cousin. That's adorable. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, the, the, only, the only thing that, like... Yeah, what was I, the other time only, you wanted to punch someone? Uh, early on, back when Charles first sees Carrie, like, across the way, he's talking to someone, and he goes, oh, she's she only dates glamorous people. You're, you're way, you know, she's way out of your league. I was just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just, I know, you know, you're Hugh Grant. Like, like that—that's that, that's actually one of the, my pet peeves about a lot of movies with kind of like the handsome leading man thing. Is like I'm totally fine if they have someone who's perfectly quaffed at all times or whatever. But if they try and make them seem like they're ugly or or whatever, like that's just—it's—it's that... it's very much—it's very much the gender swapped version of like pull pull off the girl's glasses and let her hair right. down and suddenly she's idea. gorgeous you know it's, it's, or like i don't know if you've ever annoying. not watched if you've ever watched new girl but they try really I'm hard not. to make uh to make zoe deschanel's character like awkward and terrible at love and like impo- like incapable of of finding someone and all this stuff and it's just like come on like she's yeah. like the walking embodiment of adorable like you could find her annoying maybe because she's so adorable but like ah. but no what i do think about um Hugh Grant like yes it's silly to uh it's silly to (laughs) act as though Hugh Grant is not like a handsome charming gorgeous guy but his character is awkward exactly exactly I do think that I do think he does a very good job of compensating for his looks by being like the most awkward like he's right I mean I love the um at wedding two when he finds himself inadvertently trapped in the hotel room where the bride and groom are going at it. And there's just this wonderful moment when he's like trying to make a decision about leaving the room and he's standing almost perfectly still, but like so much is happening on his face and like the little slight twitches (laughs) he's making of like, Oh my God, what do I do? And I just feel like that's like, he's really good at that, at that. Like, this is a horrible situation. How, what I, uh, eh." (laughs) <laughs> just yeah that, that, that was a paralysis. great scene <laughs> yeah also I, I, speaking of which um do you know who i was talking about before when i is, uh, you should explain what you mean by what i was talking about before okay. this happened over text is what, what what you're referring to just now <laughs> so well so in the intro i said that i thought there was someone from harry potter in this movie oh, right, but i couldn't right, remember right. and then i realized and expressed this to you via text while we were watching the movie that actually who did you think was going to Well the person to be? the person I, I was right about the character, like that I was right that the okay. character I thought was in Harry Potter is in fact. She's just she it's a different actress. It's a different Harry Potter character. A different Harry Potter actress. Okay. okay. Who was it? You ah you didn't notice. Um I did. So Sorry. Lydia of Wedding Two, uh who marries the mustachioed guy Bernard, um, yeah. is Mafalda Hopkirk from the seventh Harry Potter movie. The the okay, um yeah. the woman in this purple and gray striped suit that Hermione polyjuice polyjuice potions into yeah uh, yeah okay that's her I'm I'm very impressed yeah. slash a little bit scared of your <laughs> connecting I've those seen dots both movies a lot um, I, I know I, I know. thought I, it was gonna I mean, be here's the thing I actually I thought it was Moaning Myrtle but she's um, in, she's the best friend in Bridget Jones um okay yeah anyway 
Anyway, that I would there's never also, have noticed. There's also that another Harry Potter years. connection that I forgot about until the opening credits. So, which is the director? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally yeah. forgot about that. I I I, I looked up his name because I was like, oh, that name is definitely familiar. And yeah, he he directed Goblet of yeah. Fire. So, um, anyway, back to much your better thoughts. than Goblet of Fire. Yeah, um, uh, most of the haircuts in this movie are better than Goblet of Fire, to say the least. Uh. I lost my. I'm not in Harry Potter world. We we always get. We should have like a running tally of number of times we reference Harry Potter in this podcast. <laughs> it feels like it happens almost every episode. I mean, have you met me? A couple times, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it, it also happens in most conversations in my daily life. So okay, another thing that I liked about this movie um, is the understated relationship between Gareth and was it uh, Matthew? Or, well, Math Matthew. Oh my god, uh, I know. British, yeah. Um, th- so, A, the fact that that was sort of, that, that was not explicitly called out until, like, Gareth's funeral, where he, where he makes the sort of the morbid joke about, like, oh, well, at least a funeral, I'll have a chance of getting into one of those. Right. Uh, well, and then it, sort, it's sort of made thing. more explicit afterward when, when Hugh Grant makes right. the comment about, you know. All these years we've been single and proud of it. We never noticed that two of us weren't all intents and purposes married all this time. And it's like, yeah, they are. Oh my right, god! But basically, up up until the point when when Gareth dies, right? It's it's never they're never like oh they're gay friends. They're just the friends who are you know. Right. So the points for that, and also especially because for... it's nineteen ninety four. Just just keep that this in is mind. Ninety four. <laughs> wow. Didn't come out. Yeah. Yeah. More points. <laughs> Twenty um, years ago. And and more points still for that being a legitimately touching scene. Like that. Oh my that god. was like, you know, I I wrote down in my notes. Um, I think after, let's see, when is it? Yeah, I wrote down in my notes, like, somewhere around the time of wedding, too, like, oh, prediction, Hamish is going to be the one who dies. Because, like, I think that's the point where Carrie introduces Hugh Grant to, to Hamish. And I was like, oh, okay, old dude, you know, that's that's going to be the excuse by which they get to the fourth wedding. I was kind of cynically expecting that that would be the, the titular funeral. And then here's a character that you actually get to know and that you like. And it's just like, oh, my God, that was... <laughs> yeah. Um, and that... Uh... Matthew's Matthew's eulogy is such is such a gut punch. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it really I've, is. I've seen this movie. I don't even know how many times, and if I'm not outright crying, like I am at least like choked up and sad. And like I, I have parts of I like I know parts of it by heart. I've seen this movie so many times, and it still yeah. makes me teary every time because it's just like that's a fantastic yeah <sighs> scene. Just yeah, and and that, that actor, the one who plays Matthew, like you know. I mean, just talk about like a you know turnaround from 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 being friend on the periphery to the movie, just like completely pulling the movie out from under the rest of the wonderful cast. Like that that was yeah yeah. Um, so a lot of stuff to 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 like there. Sad as it was, I mean, just a huge amount of credit to the filmmakers all around for for that that whole arc there. Let's see, we already talked about sort of I mean more of the supporting cast about about Tom the the rich dweeb and how yeah. how funny he is and and about Scarlet yeah Scarlet the, yeah the, Scarlet the, the, the roommate with the red hair yeah oh I will say I thought it, just the whole way throughout I, I'm sure this already exists on YouTube but I was thinking it I really want to just hear a a supercut of just all the times people say fuck or bugger in this movie <laughs> it probably does exist on YouTube with, I was gonna... with a British accent it is it is it is so adorable yeah. it's it's uh. I was going to ask what you so thought of genteel. the opening. Because it's, yeah. it's a very unconventional rom-com opening. I love just, like, the open on the main characters going, fuck, 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 
Don't fuck. Yes, um, that that was great. That the, the the movie very quickly won me over uh, with with that. Um, so, yeah, that that was good. Um, and then also right after that, the whole thing with with the rings, uh, where where you know where, where where he is the best man forgot the rings, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's it seemed kind of pat. But then just they 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 executed it so well with having the ridiculous child's ring and then the death skull ring. Well, um, I don't know. And I just love, um, and this is something I actually just noticed on this watching of it because obviously I already know what the rings look like. Right. I know what happens, but on this watching of it, I noticed that you see absolutely everyone's reaction to the rings yeah. before you see them themselves. Right. Like, there's there's the silent exchange with uh, with Charles and Matthew in the back of the church where he hands them off mm-hmm. and, like, you know, they, they don't they don't say anything. They just kind of, like, you know, Charles gives him an incredulous look and Matthew or, gives yeah. him, like, a, what can you do? Um, and then they, <laughs> then they get back up to the front and it's like you see the bride and the groom and the priest and everybody is all looking at it like, what is happening on my hand right now? And then yeah. you see that it's this ridiculous plastic heart. Yep. And, <laughs> and then the skull that probably came from Scarlet or someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, 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 that was good. One complaint I had, and this is sort of just not enough of a good thing, is not enough Rowan Atkinson in this movie. I know. Um, He's so I saw great, him in the though. opening credits. It, yeah, no, his, it, what little time he has, the two scenes he has are, are great. Um, but I paused partway through the movie uh, to watch. Have you seen his, his Vicar stand-up bit? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, so he he has a, a one a bit that has been has been in his act for for years and years and years, which is him as as a vicar, as a much more competent and confident. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if vicar is always maybe maybe a priest. I'm not sure. I don't know the difference. Um, I don't know that there is one except in terminology. Okay, well anyway, he's delivering a sermon and he's talking about Jesus and the miracles and and characterizing uh turning the water into wine as a party trick um <laughs> it's and so i paused the movie partway through it uh, um just to watch that because it's it's so so funny anyway um he's very funny in this movie as well as as the uh incompetent uh dogberry-esque uh vicar mi- mixing up all of his words and talking about the father son and the holy spigot repeat after me i do solemnly declare I do solemnly declare that I know not of any lawful impediment, that I know not of any lawful impediment, why I, Lydia, why I, Bernard, sorry, why I, Bernard Godfrey St. John Delaney, why I, Bernard Geoffrey St. John Delaney, may not be joined in matrimony to Lydia John Hibbert. May not be joined in matrimony to Lydia Jane Hibbert. Well, and I love how, um, again, it's like, obviously it's hilarious, but everyone in the church manages to to silently die of laughter behind their hands. Not so silently by the end. Right, but they're, they're like, you know, it's it's played for laughs, but all the more because everyone is trying so hard to keep their church quiet, you know? Yeah. And the couple, <laughs> I think, does such a great job of not losing it, but just, like, 
very but you can see inside that they're like freaking him. out <laughs> yeah you can especially the uh bernard the guy yeah, right bernard. the one with the creepy mustache yeah he like you can see like a part way through just him like looking at the at the, at the vicar just like you can see like but he's bottled up all this anger which is really really amusing yeah so you, while we were watching this, you messaged me what seemed like enthusiastically about Andy McDowell. Um, yes. Which uh, being being from Groundhog Day, which, of course, I know she's in Groundhog Day, but like that's not my primary association with her because I've seen this umpteen million times. Um, ah. But so you I have seen Groundhog Day. I have. Right? I have seen Groundhog Day. Yes. OK, um, good. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. Not as many times as I've seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, so, I've, I've seen Groundhog Day like 10 times. So least. how do you feel so, about Andy McDowell? And how do you feel about her in this movie? I like her in both. I, 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 in, in general, I, I well, in the two movies I've now seen her in and in this movie, yeah. She's not as uh, differentiated or not as... I don't know, just uh, character-wise, um, she's more of a character actress, I guess, than like the friends in this movie where they... No, I'm not phrasing that right. I like her in both of the movies I've seen her in, but I feel like in both she's overshadowed by the other characters. So in Groundhog Day, way overshadowed by Bill Murray. I mean, th- that is a Bill Murray vehicle. She's she's you know the ver- even though she has a prominent role, like you know she's mostly there to react to the various incarnations of Bill Murray as, right. as he tries to be better. And in this, um, she has really good chemistry with Hugh Grant but then when I think in the immediate past of what I thought about the movie just like you my thoughts jump first to his group of friends and yeah, and she's secondary like I liked her like I I don't really have any complaints but I guess kind of she's made less of an impression than than other characters in the movie so just by by by, by contrast okay. um the, re- the what, reason what, what I you... ask, the reason I ask is I was, I was just curious to know what your thoughts were because I actually hate her. Um, really? Yeah, a lot. Like Why? it is, it is actually, it's, it's a test. Oh, hate is maybe a strong word, but I, I think it's actually a testament to how much I love everything else about this movie that I really, really love this movie, despite the fact that Andy McDowell drives me absolutely crazy. Huh. Um, I just but like elaborate. Like, wh- wh- I just why find does she drive her, you crazy? Um, I find her delivery, like, really sort of annoying and smug. Like, she's Mm. just, I don't know, she's always so knowing, and she just always feels like she's delivering lines to me. Yeah. Um, You know? I mean, that's, I think that's that's kind of her her style. Yeah, it is, it is. And that's how she is in everything that she's in, from this to Groundhog Mm. Day. I feel that's how she is in everything from this to Groundhog Day to, I think she was in this movie called Michael, where John Travolta was an angel. I saw it once when I was little. I don't know. She was also mm. in. Um, she was also in that movie, uh, the thing with a parrot. What? And she, there was a movie with parrot with a parrot. I don't know. Um, Aladdin. No, no, a live action movie. I think it was called like Polly <laughs> or something. Um, no idea. It, it had the annoying little girl from the Pepsi commercials. Um, also down. <laughs> I, anyway, I, I'm thinking you made this movie up. I don't think this the is a same, real movie. At around the same time, like it was this period of like the <laughs> early through mid '90s when like they were just trying really hard to make Andy McDowell happen. She was also in commercials for some kind of beauty product, maybe L'Oreal or something. Anyway, and she annoyed me in those too. Like I just I don't like the way she delivers a line. Okay. <laughs> um. But anyway, so I was just curious to see if that's like just me being annoyed by her i mean or... like i i agree that she does deliver her lines she just come off as smug 
I just, I, I guess I'm not, I don't really have a problem with that. Like, fair. I feel like, especially in this movie, actually, I feel like that worked to her benefit because you have, as we were saying earlier, Hugh Grant playing this guy who's attractive, but that's sort of nebbish and and kind of, you know, stumbles over his words a lot and seems indecisive about pretty much everything. Um, and so to have, have him have the thunderbolt or whatever with, with someone who's very confident to maybe to the point of overconfidence i feel like that that's that's a good that's plays into the chemistry right is to have mm-hmm. someone who's um who is both sexually more experienced and in life seems in general sort of more like you know more worldly definitely more worldly um so i feel like it was actually good casting honestly even though even though that seems to be based on a sample set of two but for me i've seen far less of what she's been in but it seems to be kind of common to based on what you're saying uh other performances of hers i actually think that was a good a good fit here for for the character wait she's in magic mike xxl sorry i'm looking her up because i am trying to convince you and myself that uh Polly is a real thing and i just (laughs) discovered that she's in the magic mike sequel which means that there's a good chance she's been like hanging around in my town for the last couple weeks (laughs) which is weird you should go go find her. We'll bring. Well, her no, on the they're gone now. now. They finished. Um, yeah. But yeah, they they have been <laughs> filming the Magic Mike sequel here in Savannah, Georgia. Anyway, um, then who was in Polly? I'm sorry, I derailed the conversation. It's all my well, fault. I, I'm curious. I I want I want proof of this this bizarre movie. You're Polly, with a 1998. Polly, a talking parrot, recounts his travels looking for his original owner to a Russian janitor who helps him to the end of his journey fuck yes it's real oh and there's so there's this person named trini alvarado who for some reason i thought was andy mcdowell but she's not oh okay so the person you hated in poly rider what is everything i'm sorry i've fallen down an imdb black hole and it's not okay Hallie Kate eisenberg is the little girl from the pepsi commercials oh and i i always forget that she's um jesse eisenberg's sister i think oh yeah and she was like she was a token adorable little child in the late 90s she was in these pepsi commercials and anyway back to four weddings and a funeral how about that Uh, only other thing in my notes like it's so bad what did you say i said how about that fashion right it's so bad I mean, I know you're not this like... This one of those movies I actually did not notice. I know you're not Remember, super tuned into fashion, but, like, everything was so poofy and floral. Did you notice... The only you... fashion I noticed in this was Gareth's, like... uh Like, the vest or... Yeah, waistcoats, I guess. Like, kind of underneath his blazer. Yeah. I know. They're all... Um, they're amazing. And, um, and, of course, the scene where, where Andy McDowell is trying on the ridiculous wedding dresses because right. that was just stupid, but... And what was I going to say? So you didn't you didn't notice Hugh Grant's horrifying shorts in the scene when he's shopping for wedding dresses with Andy McDowell? Nope. <laughs> the nope. scene like opens on a shot of these like awkward like clog like shoes and then socks and then mm-hmm. like his bare legs and then like really weirdly fitting shorts. It's just anyway. <laughs> it's it's very 1994. Is all okay. in a delightful way. No, it's uh, this movie did, yeah, for the most part, did not register uh, with my <laughs> shocking ignorant brain. Like half of um, my half of my notes are things like so many florals. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I, I really, I oh. really liked uh, Dish, the, the the deaf brother. Um, uh, I really liked he has a that real character. Name, I think. <laughs> well, well, I, I like. I, like, I think I like his Dish. name is David. <laughs> oh, okay, but you know, I know because uh, the the. 
the girl who says he's like he's something of a dish. Oh, okay. Does it, meaning uh, yeah, like meaning like he's attractive. Yeah. And Matthew agrees. Right. And then she learns sign language for him. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, so that was adorable. Uh, I forget her name, but like that <laughs> whole thing kept happening. I don't think she has a name. No, I, no she does. She does. They, they, oh, they, yeah, they... She, I guess she spells it, doesn't she? Right, yeah. And, I don't remember her name. Um, But so, but so that, I mean, kind of adding to the group of friends thing, I like that that sort of happened in the background. Like, did you see kind of in the background, like, oh, they're together now, which was cute. Um, But I liked his rapport with Hugh Grant because, um, A, it was just funny. I mean, that, that character was was like, you know, it was very, very entertaining. Um, but it also sort of, it made the fact that, what's his real name, David? Is it? I'm pretty sure his name, name is, I'm pretty sure his okay, name we'll, is David. We'll go with now David. I have to look. Um, it made the fact that David was Charles's, like, proxy for being a dick at the at the end wedding. Like, it, it kind of, <sighs> it dulled the blow a little bit, the fact that we already kind of, like, you know, we're, we're, we're we liked both of these characters, this sort of thing. It wasn't just, like, if it was if it was just Hugh Grant is charming and then is a dick and and breaks off the wedding literally like right before, I feel like that would have been more dickish than than the whole like the funny exchange with with the brother and like oh your fly's undone sort of thing. I feel like it, it dulled the blow a bit. I just ha- what what an what an awful thing that that would be to do in real life. You right, know? <laughs> right. Well, and that's kind of what he means about about the third option. Is it's like yeah. The options, the options that Hugh Grant can himself do are both lousy, which are, you know, either marry someone that he does, he realizes he doesn't actually love, which is yeah. pretty lousy, or, yeah. you know, go announce to the room and call off the wedding and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, wait, the third option is that somebody can speak up at the speak now or forever hold your peace and kind of, uh, yeah. yeah. And sink it for him. Yeah. yeah. Mitigate to this do his a little dirty bit. Work. I also, you know, very similar, I think, to, um, the the fact that Gareth and Matthew are just part of the group and just there, you know, not commented yeah. upon as a gay couple. Um, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, in several ways, they use um, they use David's deafness for a variety of of little plot points and little little True. gags in the moment and stuff. But for the most part, like it's not. Um, he's a character outside of that, and it's not like a. Yeah. You know, he's he's just there, and he's his brother, and they have a relationship like brothers have, and it's not. It's just not a commented upon thing, you know. I I, I didn't feel like that was that different from like other. Like I'm trying to think of other like maybe there's not not very many of them, but other like deaf characters. I never feel like unlike, for instance, the stereotype of the gay friend or or, or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I don't feel like there was any like trope to avoid necessarily. Yeah, with, I mean, with, with I guess maybe maybe it's not as um not as unusual. Um, yeah, there isn't like as bad of a trope to avoid, but I feel like it can be done badly. I guess, and now I'm having a hard time thinking mm-hmm. of a good example of it. But like, I don't know. Yeah. Even if other movies case. don't do it badly, like this one does do it well. I think. Yeah, personally. So overall, thumbs up for me uh, on this movie. Uh, good, I made good you like a rom com. <laughs> Congrats! I'm so proud uh, of myself. I, I, we we didn't we didn't wind up you know spitting in, in anger each other like we did with Moulin Rouge over that <laughs> stupid scene on I don't the know elephant. If we were spitting with anger, but well, after I pointed out that the, the the musical montage, I thought you yeah, were literally no, going to come yeah, across okay, the coast fine, and kill yes. me. Okay, let's not talk about that again. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, so. Glad you like this movie. What are we so watching I. next time? 
next time we're going to do something very, very different. Uh, for starters, we're not going to be watching something. We're going to be reading something. Ooh. And we're going to be reading not just a book, but a graphic novel. We're going to be reading Watchmen. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Do you know anything about Watchmen? I saw the horrible movie. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> the book is much better. I saw it in IMAX, too, so... Ugh. That probably didn't help. No, it didn't. <laughs> we don't, there we're, were not there watching were un- the movie. There were unpleasant parts of it that were made more unpleasant by being I in IMAX. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Giant blue penis. Yep, there um, it is. <laughs> okay, so we're going to be reading the book and uh, talking about that next time, so join us then. Until then, where else can we find you on the internet, Emily? I am on Twitter at EJ Reports. And I'm on Twitter at HeyHeyESJ. This is Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Farewell. Signing off. <laughs> this has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit GVNPodcast.com. And-